Lean in, Lisa, put her to the test. Lean in, Lisa, so get off your chest. It's more than just a trend, cause everyone's her friend. So lean in with Lisa, spend your time with Lisa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out to Lisa every day. Hello, everybody. We've got a great show for you today. We have someone very special on. She is the producer of many Lifetime television movies that you've seen, such as Her Stolen Past, The Black Widow Killer, The Wrong Bed, Naked Pursuit, Murder in Mexico. She is none other than Roma Roth. So reach out to Lisa every day. Roma Roth, you have been busy. I have. You have been a busy girl. Yep. And <laughs> That's kind of like a. Open you think I'm looking up to you, don't you? Because you think I want to be in your next movie. Is that why? Is that no, what you, you think? No, you stopped giving me your headshots a while ago. Right, because they started looking, you know, a little bit old. But I. No, you don't. Do you think I'm sucking up to you right now? Because I no. do want to be in your next movie. Yeah. You know, I was. I was actually in one of your movies. You were. You were in. Um, Murder in Mexico. Murder in Mexico. That's right. The Lifetime movie you played. I want everyone. I want everyone to know that I had to audition for the role. You didn't give me the role. Nope. I auditioned with many people, against many people. Yes, you did, and you were the best choice. Thank you. Yeah. Really, you think? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I wasn't there for the audition. I just sent you there and said. Do what you need to do to get the part. That was you did, Dwayne. Well, I got the part, and it was amazing, and it was fun. And thank God you weren't on the set when we shot because I would have been a nervous wreck. Why? I don't know. Well, I don't know because you're my friend, and I wanted to. I didn't want to disappoint you, so I just. I'm glad you weren't there. But for the next movie, you could be there. It's okay. All right, but you did okay. What? What was? Like when you were little, did you know you wanted to do this? You wanted to be this big producer? No, I wanted to be a veterinarian or an opera singer. <laughs> you you never told me the vet. I know the veterinarian thing, but you didn't tell me anything about the uh, opera singer. Yeah, although no, you do that, have a nice, beautiful voice. No, not enough to be an opera singer. But you want to I, sing something with me now? No, I do. Not. Okay, because if you decide <laughs> to, we could just let me know. Think of a song, and we can do it together. Yeah, I think I'll skip it. But, okay, um, <laughs> next show. Nobody needs to be subjected to that. No, so I wanted to be a uh, first a veterinarian, then an opera singer, and then I wanted to be the next Jane Goodall. Um, and I did actually pursue that, and I met Jane at um, a conference in, I'm not sure if it was in Toronto, I think it was, because um, as you know, I'm from Canada. Yes, um, I, I met her that. And I spoke to her, and she told me I needed to get some more um, experience working with primates. And so I did, I, I ended up getting a master's degree in anthropology and spe- specifically in primatology. And I worked with chimpanzees for four years before I ended up getting into the film industry. So you worked with chimpanzees, mm-hmm. you have a master's in anthropology. How did that segue into the film industry? I have to know, like, what was the process of what get you like, okay, now I want to be a, a film producer. What? Well, way back when, when we were going to school, they didn't have, you know, they had those tests you could take that would tell you what you were going to be good at. And I came, it was like a bubble test. I don't know if you guys took them in, in the States. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. I don't want to tell you what they told me I'd be good at. <laughs> Is there a poll anywhere? Okay, go ahead. And, um, yeah, so it, it had said I was going to be a private investigator, which I think is hysterical. But anyway. But, but your movies that, are about that. More or less, I suppose. But but they they didn't uh, have film uh, or television or producers. I don't even know what that was. Um, so I ended up, I, I moved from London, Ontario, where I was doing my undergrad to uh, Calgary, Alberta. And when I was there, I was doing a master's in anthropology. And they they were had just invented the Handycam, which was about, you know, yay. I know, big. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That little, not like an iPhone, right? Um, so when they did that, I had thought that instead of collecting my data with paper and pen and doing bigger than this, and, bigger than this, right? Oh, much hand, bigger than that. Yeah, like, much bigger. Like five like times five the size. Times bigger than that, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, so I, I wanted to collect my data on video um, because I 
figured it was something that other people could watch uh, and then corroborate whether, whether or not <clears throat> my um, observations were correct. So I convinced the department to allow me to videotape and to collect my data. That way, they still wanted me to do the paper and pen method, which is kind of archaic. So I did that. And then I produced a documentary from the footage that I acquired um, while I was working with the chimps. And I produced a documentary called The Uncommon Chimpanzee, um, which ended up being distributed in pretty well across the globe in all the um, educational facilities and libraries. And while that was happening, I joined the Calgary Society for Independent Filmmakers in order to kind of get understand the film industry a bit more. And Lonesome Dove, the series, had posted a job. I remember that. Um, for the assistant to the producer, to the executive producer, and or actually it was the producer, Yana Viverka, and I ended up getting the job. Um, and that was kind of my first foray into the film industry. Um, I did, I knew nothing. Um, I didn't last very long in the job because I didn't really know much about, uh, well, I don't know what a call sheet was or a production report. I, I knew nothing about So you're basically saying that you were able to work on this show without having any kind of film background. You didn't have to go to school zero, for film. Zero. I just you didn't the, have to study. No, nope. You had the chutzpah. Had you the, chutzpah. Wanted, the chutzpah. For all of you that don't know what chutzpah is, chutzpah means having very big balls. Well, sort of. <laughs> I think it means having, yeah, I suppose cojones, yeah. Chutzpah. It's not, it doesn't actually mean balls. Or, or a lots of nerve. Nerve. Nerve, yeah. nerve, nerve. Nerve enough to be able to go after something you really want. Like cojones. And not stop. Yeah. Uh, cojones. All right, I'll yeah. say cojones. Yeah. This is a family show. Anyway, um, <laughs> so you had the cojones and you went after it and you did Lonesome Dove. And then after Lonesome Dove, you started getting more and more offers. Um, I just started working in production uh, and then I that was behind the scenes and then I ended up going on to set and working my way up from a locations PA where you get to wear that bright orange um, vest and direct traffic and pick up trash yes um, I do remember that uh, remind I... me to tell you a funny story about that but um, and and then I worked my way up to second assistant director and then I came out to LA um, because I I knew that or at least I felt that I needed to um, come back to, come into LA to kind of figure out how things went. This is where it's all happening. Yeah. And then eventually get back to Canada and help. But once I got here, I realized that nobody wanted me to come back because you're much more, they see you as being a little bit more valuable here than competing with a smaller pool of. But you do all your stuff. Most of your projects are done in Canada. Uh, I think every single project I've ever done other than one, uh, which is the one that you worked on. Murder in Mexico. Um, We shot that in Santa Monica. Yep. Yep. It was uh, was done in Canada, and I'm I'm a very loyal Canadian. You know, I'm very appreciative of of uh, all the government subsidies that they have there to help incentivize people to come to Canada. And and I like yes. People. And if it was only easy enough to get Canadian papers, because I would be in all of your movies if I had them. Well, you'd have to audition. I know, no, no, <laughs> Earn I it, know. Right? No, we've got to do it the right way. Yeah. Well, I I don't think. Do it's it. easy. Wouldn't be good for you if I just gave you everything. Because no, I don't want you giving me anything except beautiful bracelets. Yes. <laughs> um, but you have this hit show, Virgin River. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hit Netflix show. It's gone through the roof. I mean, it reached number one in the Nielsen ratings against all of the other streaming shows. It beat out Dethroned. It De- beat yeah. out The Crown. Mm-hmm. And it beat out Queen's Gambit. Okay. I'm curious to know. For a first short of all, period of time, not like, you know, I, I want to make sure that we okay. <laughs> are well, accurate. But at least for November and December, I think it was of 2020. Which is amazing because, I mean, yeah. we're talking about these, these are amazing shows. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, they're just better, beautifully done. A larger budget than we had, but, um, and, you know, they're epic. Those are kind of like more epic. Oh, incredible. But I'm curious to know, though, what, how did you come up with the idea? Like, how did you, what made you want to do the series? And, well, you, know. I, you know, I'd been doing a lot of television movies. So for Lifetime and Hallmark and I think Sci-Fi Channel also. Um, and I wanted to get into series. And so I knew that it was going to be after, you know, having been involved in over 78 television movies to make a transition to series, you kind of get pigeonholed into what you had been working on. So I th- thought 
you know, that the best way for me to make that transition was to find uh, intellectual property that had a big fan base and fun following. And I also had noticed there was a trend in the world where, you know, and this is way before COVID, probably three, three years before COVID, if not longer. Um, I just felt like things were getting back a little bit to the eighties, not when, not with regards to the, you know, soapiness of the show, Mm -hmm. the emotional connectivity. Um, there, our world had become so dark with, um, just reading the newspapers and between the, the gun violence and the, you know, the, all sorts of horrible things that you're reading on a day. Lots of, lots of tragic situations out there. And, and fires and disasters and catastrophes anyway. So I, I felt like we needed a little bit of lightness. It is. Um, It's much lighter than a lot of these other shows that are on and it, it kind of lifts you up. It gives you kind of that feeling that we used to get back in the eighties when you're thinking when let's think of a show. Like I remember there was a show called family with, I think Christy McNichol and I th- who was it? Vince Van Patten? Was that, I think that was family. Was that the 80s, though? There was, was uh, a, that might've been the seventies. That might've been the Providence. 70s. There was Providence. Yes. Providence. Yes. And there was, um, Dawson's Creek. Dawson's Creek. Melrose Place. I mean, not Mel- Melrose Place, 90210. I mean, most of the area in spelling. Shows Knott's Landing. Like yes. Yes. You I know. love Knott's Landing. That was a big, so huge. That, that was more camp. of a epic kind of, you know, cat fighty drama thing, wasn't it? Not, yeah, not, yeah. It was a little more of a soap. It was more soap. No. It was more yeah. soapy. I mean, Virgin River, first of all, it's shot. It's absolutely beautifully shot. The this I love just watching all the different, you know, locations where you where you shoot. And um and you're working with one of my favorite uh, of all time. He was my crush. Tim Matheson? Yes. Yeah, he's a doll. I mean, he, since Animal House, he has been my crush. What's he like? He's amazing. He really is. He's the, one of the nicest, nicest people you'll you'll ever meet. And he's also directing on the show, and he does an incredible job with with that as well. He's just he's just a, one of those, you know, you don't feel like you're talking to Tim Matheson. You know, he's you he's think down just to a regu- regular guy, earth, very nice guy. Yeah, really nice guy. Well, that's great. So you could um, invite him to lunch next time we go. Um, <laughs> and I wanted to know you're you're a workaholic. I mean, we we travel together a lot. We go on vacations together. We spend a lot of time together. I can't get a word. I mean, you're always on either on the phone, making deals, or you're reading books at the pool. I mean, am I that boring that you're not? You know, it's, it's either you are constant constant yeah. i'm like roma look at the, roma look at that look at the scenery roma roma let's walk in we were in new, new orleans and i said let's go into that boutique and you're and you're on your phone it doesn't it get like i mean well, i guess I that's what, what I, do. I really love what i do and i don't see it you know i think if everybody could be as lucky as me to do what they love for a living um, you know, it's not, it's not work. I mean, of course there's a lot of drama and stress that comes along once you get a production up and running, but, but that, the creative part I love and the deal-making is a, a real, um, addiction for me, you know? I could see that. Yeah. But I, I wanted to answer your question. So with Robin Carr, you know, she's, she, when I came across, I was looking for a book series mm-hmm. that would kind of embody everything that we just talked about and kind of add lightness into people's lives. And, She's this author who has an incredible fan following. Following, It's like 27 million copies of her book sold. And now I think, you know, since Virgin River came out, those book sales are up 600% across the globe. That's amazing. So huge fan following. And um, there was actually, speaking of master's degrees, there was a master's thesis that was written on her books and her popularity. So that was why I ended up, uh, I didn't know much of that when I was looking for the material, but when I read her books, I felt that instant connection. And she really does this wonderful world building with characters and, and you can really get into the characters and, and identify. And you like the characters. You, you care about the characters. Yeah. All of them. I mean, and all of them are flawed, but all of them are likable. Yes. And they're all likable. Yes. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that you had mentioned something. uh, I'm not sure if you want to talk about it, but I know there's something else that you have coming up. Um, I, I, well, I have a a couple of different projects that we're working on. So, you know, nothing is greenlit 
yet, but we are in the process of setting up a show with um, Felicia Rashad. Speaking of the oh, AD. I love Felicia. <laughs> Felicia's great. That oh yes, I do. I she's is it? I think her sister is her sister Debbie Allen. Yes, she is. Oh, they are sisters, and, and you have a sister. I do. I have an identical twin. You're sister. a twin. I am. Twin. What's that and, like? Uh, what is that like being a twin? Well, you know, it was it's a lot. It doesn't feel like I'm a twin now because she lives in Canada and I live in the States. So other than when I'm at the film markets and people come up and give me a kiss that I don't know. <laughs> See, the funny it's thing is I, I am the only person that can tell you apart. Can your kids tell you apart? Yeah, of course. Well, yes, although there is a one funny story when my son Ben was, um, I can't remember, he was like 18 months and I was gone with Chris on a trip and my I came home and my sister was holding him and he was very happy. And then he looked over and he saw me and just look on his face because I don't think he had put two and two together that she wasn't me when when she was looking after him. So it was, uh, it was he started crying. Well, oh, I love your sister. I think she's great. And I think you're both very different. Um, I mean, I think you're great too. Don't get me wrong. No, I, 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 I love you both. I love you both in this. I love you both in different ways. Good. But you and I, you and I, uh, you and I are definitely, we're meant, we were definitely meant to be. You're like my LA twin. I am your LA twin. Yeah. That's a compliment. Thank you. Yeah, you are my only twin. Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah, so I nice. So. I think that's we're so a lot alike. I think we are alike. But yeah, maybe that's why I just fell in love with you when we met at Dan Tana's. We were, that was the first time we met. Yep. And I and I remember my one of my acrylic nails fell off that day, and I was so nervous that you were going to notice. Did you notice? No, I didn't, nor oh. would I have cared. I don't think I, I, I certainly wouldn't thank have been God. Oh my God. Yeah, thank judging God. you for okay. a broken nail. Well, I, I, by the way, we have someone that's waiting in the wings, my writer, Adam Labarkin. Adam, can you come in? You want to come in the room? Knock, knock. Hey, hey. there he is. Oh, you, you dressed for the occasion. Very nice. Very nice, Adam. I wanted to know... If you want to play, oh, at Roma, do you want to play a game? We're going to play a game. Sure. Okay. It's a it's a game. What what game are we playing? The, the game is um, five questions she's never been asked. Because if someone probably done a bunch of interviews, you get bored answering the same old questions like, "What's it like being a twin?" For example. <laughs> no, nobody's asked me that. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. Well, that's one already. But uh, we we've had uh, we have some it's questions. We try okay with some questions. Uh, to see if you've never been asked them. And, you know, if you have, you could just let us know. So, uh, you know, there's no right answers, just kind of opinion questions that hopefully you've never been asked in an interview. So uh, here's one. Will J-Lo ever find true love? I, I assume she will. Everybody finds true love. Oh, okay. She's had a rough go of it, but okay. That's good. Optimistic view. She knows what not to look for. I don't think she will. I disagree. She- I don't think she'll ever find love. Oh, that's not very optimistic of you, Lisa. Well, I well, I, I'm sorry, but she's been with some amazing guys, and nothing has has she's. I just think okay. some people are we're not. I meant think to. you have, have to edit that part out. <laughs> okay, we'll edit that because J Lo. Is she our neighbor? I think she she's our should neighbor. be able to find love, right? Because love her love doesn't cost anything. That's love what you said. Cost the, a thing. Her love doesn't so, cost a thing. So, someone needs to give J Lo the proper love she deserves. I think the power of positive, you know, thinking. Right. It's got to be hard when you have that kind of money to find true love and that kind of talent too. I mean, she's yeah. always busy. She's always doing shows. She's always traveling. She's always on the road. You know? I mean, if she's any. If she, I'm only probably one hundredth of, of a percent biz, as busy as her, and it's hard to juggle everything I've got. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. Thank you, Alan. That was that was I like I like we had to say there. Um, also, oh, I, you know, I cut you I cut you off when you were telling me. Just tell me that what you're doing with Felicia Rashad before Adam asks you the next question. Oh, okay. Um, well, we optioned a book series um, by Emily March. It's a 14 ongoing book series um, called Eternity Spring. So it's a it's a drama. Um, where she plays the lead, and I can't tell you too much, but we we um, were working on developing the pitch together based on the book series. And um, well, good luck. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. It's that should be I, fun. It'll be. It's a little bit of a, a divergent from what I'm doing with Virgin River. It's 
also got that kind of aspirational kind of quality to it, but it has a little bit more gravitas, I think, as to what's going on um, socially mm-hmm. uh, in, in the world today. Oh, good. Oh, good. That's going to be great. I can't wait. Adam, next question. All right. Now, again, stop me if you've heard, if you've been asked this before, but if you were forced to adopt a, a mutt from the pound and you only had two choices, would you take the Doberman pug or the St. Bernard schnauzer? I think the St. Bernard schnauzer. I don't even know what that would look like. <laughs> it's all, it's all theoretical. Just Is it really a St. Bernard You know what? Schnauzer? I can strike that. I'll take them both. Really? She likes animals. She is. We we learned that stuff we didn't know. First of all, she has the cutest dogs you've ever seen in your life. Mookie and Teddy Mm -hmm. are just beyond adorable. They have this, this, these, these soulful eyes that you just fall in love with them. And you took, oh, you saved a bird's life. I did. I, I saved a hummingbird. Was it just a few weeks ago? Right? Yeah, she was Facebook. She was, every post of hers was about this little hummingbird and it was, it was like this little story that should be a movie. Yeah. Well, it was on my iPhone. <laughs> but, and you saved yeah. the hummingbird. I and and, and he the hummingbird and he is... flew away. And, and he, he flew back to visit me now. And he visits you. Yeah. He visits her. Yeah. How cute. Is that is that a beautiful story? Mm-hmm. Okay, Adam, next question. Yeah, Adam, right. Adam, okay. <laughs> we learned that about him today. Adam hates birds. I have a nest right right next to me in our in our thing right now. So Bird in hand. And I, I didn't knock them I didn't knock it down yet, so that's pretty good. Don't you um, dare. Here's a question. You're a producer. Could you produce a serious drama that takes place in a town named Sheboygan? Yeah, why not? Sure, because I the town's know. named Sheboygan and you can't say that without sounding silly, that's why. There is a oh, Sheboygan. I know there's a Sheboygan. It's, no, it's my, friend's, I, my friend's mom was born okay, in Sheboygan. I didn't Sheboygan. make up the town. I understand. No, it's a oh, real I thought town. you made it up. Well, first oh. of all, I thought you thought I you made it up. would want to insult anybody who's from Sheboygan. I'm not saying insult. I'm saying that you you can't have that name and take it seriously. Okay, you know, wait. It's hard. Virgin River. Hmm. Okay, that has that has illusion. No, you, that's a, it's a, it's a good title. You know? It's an intriguing title. But you throw Sheboygan in there, and you, it's a comedy. You can't. But maybe, well, maybe she'll write a comedy. Maybe Schitt's that Creek at that point. I'm just saying right? it becomes Shit's Creek. That's a yeah, title. I'm not swearing. That's yeah. true. But ever- that's also a comedy. Can you do that as a serious drama? <laughs> you cannot. I bet but you could. Maybe. I bet you could do Shit's Creek as a, a, a. You would just, you know, it would not be very dark. Not very often. <laughs> right. Well, not now. You can't after what they've done. So, yeah. all right. Here's a quick one. Who's your favorite Reynolds, Ryan or Bert? Well, Ryan's closer to my age, and he's from London, Ontario, so um, that's where I was born. So I agree I'm, I on that one. Reynolds. Wow. Okay. Good. All right. All right. He's one so more. Really one more question you've never been asked. Hopefully, what would be more embarrassing: catering a fundraiser with plasticware, or missing the hundred-dollar question on who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, I'm pretty sure that would be the second one. And by the way, I've already hosted a fundraiser with plasticware, so I do not find that. But it was biodegradable plasticware. Just Good. to say, yeah. All right. Did you know about that? Did you know that, Adam? She did a fundraiser for with plasticware? No, I did not. I did not. I know, you know, I know she's, you know, she hosts fancy parties. So um, <laughs> I didn't know if she would, you know, do, do it with plasticware. But, uh, you know, it's, it's good to know. What, what is that? How did you get the name Roma? Thank you, Adam. Those were great questions. Thanks. There's some, there's some others that she may have been asked, but uh, you know, all right, I'll uh, see you soon. Okay. That's my writer, Adam Labarkin. So you, you're, you have an Italian name. I do. And your sister has an Italian name. Is Rosanna Italian? I think it is. Don't you? I don't know. It sounds Italian. Where did the Italian come from? It didn't. Um, my father was from Romania, and apparently, oh. as legend has it, he was in love with a Roma gypsy at one point in time. So, and my sister was named after. I How could I never? Anna ha- and the Seven Veils, or something. I think. I've never asked you that. I'm so glad I didn't. Never asked you that question because. But I like I like people thinking I'm Italian because it you know makes it easy when I'm. Talking to Italian people, especially and I, and, being and they in get Italy, a reservation at an Italian restaurant with a name like Roma, you get right in. Absolutely. So you're cooking. I know you've been cooking a lot. 
Yes, I have. I'm not, I'm not a huge baker, but I do love cooking. You are an amazing cook. I think one of my favorite things that you've cooked for me is your chicken. I, always, I call it papakash, but it's not papakash. It's I schnitzel. Make, is it oh, schnitzel? I make chicken schnitzel. I make schnitzel. Schnitzel. Okay. And I make Anya's chicken, which you like too, which is that kind of like, it's almost like a pancake, but it's got chicken and egg in it. Remember? Okay. What did you make the night you came over? You came over a schnitzel. few weeks ago and you made, oh my God. I was eating that for a week. I mean, that's just like breaded chicken that's fried. <laughs> that's all it is. That's not, yeah. No, the but there's something in it. Longer. But mm-hmm. you put a you put the seasoning in it. That's like, I yeah, don't know what you called uh, Parmesan cheese. <laughs> oh, I'll <laughs> remember salt. that when I make it next time. Yeah, okay. That's all you do is you take your breadcrumbs and your flour, and then you've got um, and your par- and I mix with my breadcrumbs Parmesan cheese when I'm doing it. Because I tried making it and it was missing that part. It was missing the parmesan. Yeah, a lot of yes. parmesan. The, the powdered, the, the craft powdered one that goes in. You could use real, but it's oh, better. Oh, you use the craft. The stuff in the, the cheap yeah, stuff. Okay. Okay. Stuff. It's not cheap. They charge you a lot for that bottle of stuff. <laughs> well, it's a couple it's dollars. Not, it's not gourmet. I think. Well, if you go to if you go to Trader Joe's, it's like what two dollars, two fifty or something. I don't know. As long as you don't go to like Erwan, Erwan down. Do you, do you ever go to Erwan? Well, I think the food is great. Like the, they have prepared food. So sometimes if I, you know, it gets late and I don't want to cook, I'll go over there. Like ninety percent of the time. You no, stop it. <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, ever since I remodeled my kitchen, I have been cooking at least three to four nights a week. Oh, well, maybe, wonderful. maybe, maybe two. Oh, okay. Well, three, That's maybe really- three. Is he popping in here to corroborate You've that? tasted my cooking. I like your cooking. Is my cooking that bad? No, but you don't do it very often from But not- you, don't, you don't live with me. True. Well, you know, invite me over more for dinner. Well, would you come if I invited you? I would. And you would eat my chicken paillard? Like two minutes from my house. And my chicken parmesan, you would have... Oh, I made that the other night for my husband, for Rick. I made the chicken parmesan. It took me like 10 minutes. He said it was like one of the best he's ever had. Oh, wonderful. Can I make that for you? Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. I can't you- corroborate to Roma because the uh, other day we had to we had to record a thing late because Lisa was making pizza and watching Grey's Anatomy. So. <laughs> oh, she was making pizza, not ordering. She made, pizza. made it. Made it. Well, actually, Ella was making it. My daughter was making oh. it with your daughter. Oh, on did Zoom. They- nice. Oh, wonderful! I didn't see that. Yeah, they were doing it together on Zoom. On on Zoom for or their on class. Oh no, no, no. They were doing they did it on Zoom for their class and Ella did most of it. I I mean I I ate it, but I did uh <laughs> I did assist a little bit. So yes, I did. I have to say that I have to t- I take very little credit for that pizza, but thank you, Alan. Okay. Your mom. You're yeah. a wife. Oh, I'm a mom. I thought you said my mom. No, you're a I'm mom. A mom. Yeah. No, you're a mom. I like your mom. Say hi to her. You're a mom. You're a wife. You're a producer. You're, you're do, how do you manage your time? How are you able to be all of those things as busy well, as you are? Yeah. Because I mean, you I are so busy. It's really hard, I think, for working moms. And I don't think people really appreciate how much we have to give up, you know, to be able to do, and because you never feel like you're good, at, you're not doing your best at anything because you've got so many things that are important. And um, from the career to the kids, to the husband and making sure that you're not one of those statistics that doesn't have one. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, a lot of it is I found when I, when I found my husband, Chris, I found my perfect partner um, and he inspires me and he's my rock and he's, he does a lot that he doesn't get credit for, um, like a lot. Chris, I think you're going to be getting a little action tonight. <laughs> well, little... Yeah, it's a big shout out to Chris because no, seriously, Chris I is amazing. I, I don't He's... think I could have done anything remotely to the level that I have without having that family base. The partnership that you have. The partnership that I have with him. And he's also my business partner and my life partner and he you know he's what makes me able to rise wake up every morning you know uh, and yeah and I do have great kids that are very independent 
Um, you know, I was around, I, I remember when I first had my, with, when I first had Ben, I was typing um, with my feet on the computer while I was nursing him because I wanted to make sure that I was still working. And even when they were wheeling me in, I had a C-section, they were mandatory C-sections both times. But with my son, especially, I remember I was like closing a deal right while they were wheeling me in for surgery. They told me that, you know, hey, ma'am, you need to put your phone away now. And I was just like, just another second. Now that would have been great to have on camera. <laughs> that would have been the beginning you know, of a I don't have a lot, a big social life, I think, because I, other than, you know, I get to hang out with you sometimes and, but you know, I'm not around that much because I'm working all the time. Like you mentioned, when we were in, um, where were we again? We were in New Orleans. Nola. 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 New Orleans. Yeah. But, you know, I just, um, I think it's, it's, it's difficult. It's been difficult, but I, you know, as the kids got older, they're, they don't need me quite as much and I'm able to. I'm able to, and I remember it way, actually. I got a but funny you go story. to all the plays. I mean, all the plays our kids did together. I flew, I flew it's back. It's amazing that you Ontario. were there in the first row with your with your camera uh, and every single time. show. I don't think you missed, have you ever missed a no. show? What One, I think I missed one show and never heard the end of it. But remember that performance, the choir performance? I And it, I think it was Ben's class and they were at the I forgot out, now, out in, somewhere in the valley, but it yes, was an older, that. like senior. The choir. older, yes. Don't worry, I you flew didn't. in. I was yes. traveling for like a day and a half, I think it was, or two days to get to that. It was at the Thousand Oaks Civic. I remember that. Yeah. Yes, I was flying. I was filming in Northern Ontario, and I had to. And you have to take two planes overnight in Toronto, and then make it all the way there. And I, I think I, I don't think I had any sleep, and I made it for that. And then I was like, really, I came home for this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have to say I wasn't at that show, but my daughter was in the show the following year. And I remember you telling me the story that you, you busted your ass to get there and then said, Oi. They only they only sang yes. like two songs. Yes, and I I I it sat. Was lovely. It was a lovely performance. It's not that I'm doing the performance. Yeah, no, no. It was a beautiful for like one song. It was beautiful, but I did whisper into my husband's ear saying two songs yeah they did yeah. two songs and I we're sitting I, I mean it was like a three-hour night we were sitting there for well, three yeah, hours watch the other not that I and the poor kids the kids yeah. had to sit there on the side quietly waiting right yeah, for their turn quietly yawning yeah <laughs> for their turn but anyway so, so you know, I, I you know I've made an effort although I you know it's not like I think when I was working on season one of Virgin River, um, I was gone for almost an entire year. Um, I was coming back as frequently as I could, but I really... I remember that. Yeah, I wasn't coming that... So, you know, it broke my heart because my kids said something to the effect of like, yeah, you were never here when we were growing up. But that is because, you know, they only remember like what happened yesterday, right? They're not really... Mm -hmm. They're not like us yeah. who are like reminiscing. So I had to like... And that's why... open. And that's why picture. you're wearing that brand new pair of Nikes. Yeah, exactly. And that's and why you, you were able to go Oculus, and get your the new Oculus for Christmas. There you go. There you go. Mom is mom is working hard. Mom yeah. is working hard. You are the but, hardest worker I know. But the good thing is that we've had, and I have to give a shout out to Maya, who you know very well, who used to be our au pair, and we've adopted her, and she lives with us. So you know, it's it's it takes a village. And I mm -hmm. think that um, as long as you have created that village for yourself, that you're 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 able to do what you want to do. Otherwise, I don't think I would be able to do what I I do. And and actually, I'm very happy that I could can make shows like Virgin River because it's programming I can watch with my kids. Whereas before the Lifetime thrillers, I think my daughter who played in Taken Back Finding Haley, which was my first Lifetime movie, and she was abducted. Like I needed oh, a three-year-old. Yes, I remember that. She still yes. has nightmares about being abducted now. <laughs> Poor kid. Yeah. Look what you've done to your daughter. Uh, yeah, she's going to have years of therapy. But I think she'll be fine. She's fine. an amazing kid. She's I think fine. she'll be okay. Um, so I got a couple of these questions here that, um, isn't she, you know, Adam, you, you, you didn't know anything about Roma. And like, a little bit. You, you we, we've, we've, we've passed. Small we're, talk. We're small talk. Yeah. At Temple and, and other <laughs> events. Yeah, yeah, a couple of she little birthday dinners. Yeah. She was sat next vaguely to each other. And... Passing the street and then not, then keep going. Well, but, I think a little more than that. Uh, <laughs> your hair is naturally curly. Uh, who's your favorite stooge? 
you're expecting me to say curly, but he has no hair, right? Well, no, I'm just, just <laughs> saying what stooge do you like first? Yeah, I took you away and then, you know. I think curly because it wasn't he like the funniest, the most funny. He's a like, lot of people say that. I mean, I kind of like, like Larry. Him. He seemed like, you know, at least he tried to be smart. I mean, none of them were, but he he actually had some theories. He, he could, right. uh, he would explain some things. And I happen to like Mo. Funnier. Mo is my favorite. Yeah. But wasn't Mo the mean one? Because well, he, he would know. always poke everybody. Yeah. In the, I mean, that, that's, that's what I want to do to half the people I meet. So. Yeah. I mean, he was provoked because the other people yeah. were stupid. Not that he was really, he was you know a little bit smarter, but. Uh, I don't think we can say stupid anymore. Right. You're not allowed to say a lot of things anymore. You're not, <laughs> no. you, you have to be, my, we have to be very careful. Yeah, my daughter is part of the woke police. So watch out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. As my, I said that, a, a sparrow just smashed itself into me. Oh, no. oh well, time nope, to save another bird. Save I know. Um, the the fastest way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Uh, what's the fastest way from Calabasas to Santa Monica? Oh, you're oh, asking don't, his don't, directionally. You cannot ask her that. You ask me that. I still drive Shit, with I my will, GPS. My, there is no fast way from Roma to get from Calabasas Roma. to Santa Monica unless Wait, I'm man. on the phone with my husband. She that's what we're, that's what we're has the worst <laughs> sense of direct. We drove from, I think, Agora back to Calabasas, and we almost ended up in San Diego. I mean, I... I well, first of all, I can't see in the can't dark. can't see so. a damn thing. In the dark. I'm Not, like, I can, can I take the wheel, day. please? I, this, I mean, this was... So don't even ask her about anything no, having to do with directions, directions because I really that's, don't. let's nix um, this. I mean, that, that's the answer. I can do a lot of things, but directions, not one of them. That's what we learned. Well, you, you, I didn't know that you were from Canada. I knew that you produced a lot of your shows in Canada, but now you're yeah. even from Canada. So let me ask you, t- ask the, uh, the audience, uh, our millions of listeners, um, what's your favorite syrup? Maple. Just, just maple. You don't have a preferred real brand. maple syrup. No, but it just has to be real maple syrup, and preferably uh, from Quebec. When they put in, they just put it into the, the nail in the, the tree. tree. Yeah, and, yeah, and the, and the spigot, and it just comes out. Okay, I always saw that. It seems like a cartoon thing. I didn't know that really works, but no, it does. Yeah. Okay, no, a lot of people don't know. We're, you know, I've been there like once, barely to Niagara Falls, but uh, so. No, I, uh, you know, that answers all my questions. I'm going to, I'm going to sign off, but it was okay, great. Okay, Adam Barkin. Thanks, Adam. You're the best. Thanks, Lise. Bye. So Bye. you had a, you had it, your childhood. What was it like? Well, um, that's a very huge question, but I had a happy childhood. Um, you know, I, I have a great family. Um, my mom is from, was born in Israel. My father was from Eastern Europe and I'm a, my myself and my siblings are first generation um, Canadians. So, you know, it was challenging. Um, I think we didn't have the the money to get the Mac jeans that everybody had or the Jordache jeans that everybody wanted. And so I had the off-label, <laughs> you know, clothes. So you had like the generic brand. Yeah. The, I also didn't speak English for the first uh, six years of my life. Um, you didn't so, speak English? Mm-mm, German is my first language. Are you serious? You know that about me? Are you kidding? Yeah. You no, never told me this. No, that's why. That's why I have trouble sometimes because I really take things literally. Like I really, and I'm very direct. You're so I'm eloquent. Very, very you speak German. so beautiful. Well, I mean, I'm I never 53 now, so I hope I learn English in between five. No, but I mean, you, you don't even have not even a, the slightest accent. Well, I mean, you stop. But anyway, so what happened was I went. To Can you say something in German right now? Ich weiß nicht. What does and that mean? I don't know. That was beautiful. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you said it beautifully, even though I have no idea what you said. But um, yeah, no. But I, I, uh, I, I even dreamt exclusively in German until I was probably in my teens, um, and then switched over. My parents spoke German in the house; that was their common language because my mom was. Were they Holocaust survivors? Were they both Holocaust survivors? Well, my my grandfather actually um, fled, but he kept getting stopped at the border. So he, this is my mother's father. So when he he made a vow to God that if he let him the next time he crossed, if he tried to cross, if he from Germany, um, if he allowed him to make it, because obviously it was right during the war, um, he would become a devout Jew, and he did. He he became an Orthodox Jew. He made it. He made it to Israel and he became an Orthodox Jew. Um, wow. So, yeah, he, he, he kept his word and his promise. Um, and then so and then he met my mom's mom, I believe, in 
Israel because they both had fled Germany. They weren't together when they had fled. And then my father left Romania and he had to leave everything because it was a communist country. So they took away his Romanian status and made him uh, renounce his Romanian status. And my father had Parkinson's, as you may or may not know. I didn't know that either. And my dad was at the kind of twilight of his life uh, with the Parkinson's. I actually reached back out to the Canadian Romanian consulate in Canada and I explained what had happened to him and I told him that I would be really nice if they could give him his status as a Romanian back and we actually I was able after two years or three years of doing all sorts of things that you have to do the paperwork is just crazy um, I was able to get him the the Romanian consul general um, came to the nursing home where my dad was and apologized and gave him back his uh, Romanian status. So his citizenship. Wow. That's a movie. That's a, that's, that's I could a, just see yeah. that in a, in a, in a, in a, on the big screen. That's a beautiful story. But when I'm not like moving mountains, trying to get shows done in between there, I'm doing things like that, that take two to three years to, to finish and get putting together. I, I, I thought it was something that was worth doing before he passed away. And although originally he was very against it because he was so hurt by having to have denounced his citizenship in the first place and have that taken from him. Um, but then of course he cried and was super happy, you know, when he got it back. So it was nice. It was very, that would be a rewarding. nice thing to do. Maybe even uh, your first feature film about that. I don't know. I'm just going to watch that, but <laughs> I don't think I can sell that. I think, I think, <laughs> why not? Look at all these movies that know. have been made about, you know, during that time. I think that growing, cause you asked me how it was and you know, I, it, because you're an identical twin and at that time they didn't have, um, you know, they weren't doing fertility treatments. So we were the only for miles, the only identical twins. People didn't see them. And my mom dressed us the same. So we were, stared at um it, it was came in very very rare we use it to our advantage but a lot of times it made us stand out and it was kind of like we were the spectacle it felt odd felt like i was at the like a freak at the circus a little bit occasionally um because people would you know stare and point and um so that was part of it and then because we were jewish and the town we grew up in didn't have a lot of jewish people um, there, we were spit on and um, there was a lot of anti-Semitism in my high school from the other students, from the um, teachers. From the teachers? And from the teachers, yeah. So the we teachers had, were... One, one particular teacher who, um, yeah, was was horrible and would do things like, you know, it was winter, so we would have our scarves and mittens and if you left them there, they would go into the the box, right? But she knew they were ours. So she would say, who wants some Jewish mittens and things like that. Whoa. Um, yeah. She was terrible. Oh, well. We complain about her, but back then, you know, they're speaking of woke police. There wasn't any, nobody was awake <laughs> and they could do whatever they wanted. So it was pretty bad. And, um, but I think, you know, at the end of the day, not to say woe's me, it makes you stronger. All those things make you stronger. Yeah, and make it you does. Today. And it also makes you, um, I think I'm a very, uh, what's the word? Resilient. Well, resilient, but I also, I'm, I'm not judgmental. You know, I'm, I'm a very, not easygoing, you know, I'm not easygoing cause you can't be easygoing to be a producer. That's for sure. But, um, accepting human being who loves all. No, people. you are, you are accepting. Sizes, colors I doesn't mean, matter to me. No, no. I, I mean, care. you. Sexual preference doesn't matter to me. And as a sh as I agree with you, I, it shouldn't matter. And you know, I th I think that's one of the reasons why you and I have a good connection because we both agree on that. We're on the same page when it comes to We're that. We're just picky when it comes to our food and service. Well, that's a whole other thing. You don't want to go to dinner with us, no. although we will get a free dinner. Well, I can't wait to see your next project, and I can't wait to see you. We haven't seen each other. It's been a little while because you've been busy. And in Busy, yeah, decorating. But I think uh, it's worth the wait. And I thank you so much for being with me on my podcast. What do you think about my podcast? I think it's great. I, I think that you have a, a knack for interviewing. Are you proud of folks. me? I'm very proud of you, really proud of you. And uh, I wouldn't come on otherwise. Um, oh, thank I you. I like you had posted, remember you did that one when you were younger where you were wearing uh, flippers. Um, and a scuba. Yeah, so I interviewed Sam Raimi. 
Yeah. The and director, I, Sam Raimi. I remember watching that and thinking, wow, I mean, you have a beautiful voice for um, for the radio and podcast. You also have a beautiful um, face and gorgeous hair oh. that I would kill for, oh, um, you know, for you. on, on a podcast. And um, oh, keep yeah, talking. So Can we go another hour? Yeah. And by the way, I mean, you're the one that all the guys flock to. Remember when we went for your... Uh, what? Well, we, we, I remember I have footage of you. Tell me. We for Remind your, me. Um, your bachelorette party, and we went to that oh, yes. uh, Chippendale <laughs> show, right? And that, yes. And pictures of that gorgeous guy sitting on your lap. You remember that? You I took do. me to a strip, a male strip club, very upscale male well, strip upscale, club. It was Chippendales. That's we not, took a limo. I Wait, I have a that. picture. Wait a second. I do think you? I have a picture of us in the limo. Hold on a minute. And uh, I have a picture. A of- <gasps> Here's the picture of us. Wait a minute. Okay. There we are. Oh, you and me. Well, you got to hold it up higher. Can you see- Alan, can you see it? There you are. That's us in the limo. Yeah. There yep, we are. We see there it. Rome and I in the limo. Wearing yeah. our little booby dresses. Where they're wearing us. Light reflected in the- oh, here we go. We're wearing our sexy dresses. Can you see it? Yeah. That's when I can still fit into that. Okay. And and I have my little sash that says, what is it? Bachelorette bitch or something? Maybe. Something like that with my little tiara. Yeah. And we all went to the Chippendales. And we went and yes, this young guy, I remember he was in his 20s, I think. He was good looking too. The guy, very nice looking. He was, he was, honey. And that was like a few years. My husband's ago. not here, so I can say it. Yeah, he was had long. I remember he had very long hair. Is that the guy? I think. Yeah, so. I think so. Like, this tight. He tight brought hair. me up on. Yeah, tight, tight. <laughs> yes, he did have a tight tush, and he brought me up on stage. And after the show, he waited for me. Yeah, I remember at the front door asking me to go home with him. Did. Okay. You though, and you know but... what I said to him? I said, you could be my son. <laughs> well, you, I and was God damn it. Why didn't I go? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I was just watching a movie with, um, Shirley McLean and Jessica uh, Lang and Jessica Lang was still I mean, Magnolia's older. And no, no, that I, wasn't still I, Magnolia's. What are you thinking? I just sent my mom a note saying she should watch. It was adorable. I was getting my nails done and I saw it. It was, Done I love I love both of them. I love both um, of them. But this was this cute, like they're playing this older, older ladies and Shirley McLean. Wild Oats. Wild Oats, that's right. And and Shirley McLean's husband dies and Jessica Lang ends up sleeping. And it's a great sex scene with her and this guy who could be her, her, her son. son. And um, she, the guy throws his back out because they have such acrobatic sex or whatever. Oh, my God. Now I'm sorry I didn't go home with that guy. <laughs> no, it was it was Jessica Lang that was the good one in bed, not, you know, he. he oh, well, I would have been. Well, that's they why I could. a conversation about um, Mrs. Robinson. Well, that. I could have taught him some stuff. Exactly. There you go. And you could think of that as a challenge, right, to educate a that young was, man on the art and skill of lovemaking so that some lucky wo- woman his age can benefit at some point. This is a whole new business for me. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Now, now I get the, the, now I get all the, the Alta Caucus asking me, you know, flirting with me. It used to be yeah, the young I, hotties. Yeah. Although no, I did get hit on. I got hit on at the gym right before COVID hit with, by a 38 year old Tom Cruise lookalike. It was great for my ego. But we have good husbands, aren't we? Lucky, we're so lucky. Well, yeah, and you've got a wonderful husband too. Thank you. Yes, he is wonderful. We we have real menchi menchi husbands. For all of you that don't know what menchi is, it's a Yiddish word for uh, a really good, nice guy, person, nice nice guy, or or girl, or girl. You know, it's funny. I think what's the key to a successful marriage is that. They always say that one person has to love the other person more. They're in a in a relationship. One person will always love the other person more, and it's better to have the guy love you more. <laughs> I think. And is that what you're and saying? You have, mm-hmm. or you're saying I have that? Who has that? Well, I'm pleading the fifth because my husband will kill me if he thinks I don't love him. But no, <laughs> no. But I think I, I think I think we both have that. Well, I think that both of our husbands hold us up on an altar, you know, and, they, and I think us. I think they put us on a they pedestal, do. don't you? 
They do. But we adore our husbands. I mean, we just, we, we give back what, you know. Sometimes they want to sacrifice us on that altar, but. <laughs> oh, that, that's something we don't have to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially when we go into restaurants. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Chris is, Chris was, uh, got used to, had to get used to that, you know. So. Well, when we come to, when we come visit you in the desert, we have to go to that Mexican restaurant so we can. Yeah. Get, and the margaritas were and great. Get this, hopefully get the same waitress. Chris went to bed at nine afterwards, because, not because he was, not because we were, you know, getting busy, but because he was, there was a potent drink, but they were, they were, in fact, I really, I'm feeling like going to celebrate. I think I need I, one. So you know what? I I need a margarita. Yeah. I'm in the mood for a margarita. And when it are came we, beautiful glasses, you know, those, those really nice. Oh, stop. Glasses. Oh my God. Okay. We're coming to see you. Okay. We're coming to visit yeah. next week. Well, let's do a girl trip because I, I had said that I want to do that and Chris is going to stay home doing, I don't know what. Um, but we could I, do a girl I, trip. Just uh, for a weekend. Are there any really, are there any male strip clubs to nearby? I don't, I didn't look into that yet. This is, I'm sure there must be. There's a lot of uh, older ladies here that are um, vibrant. Okay. Well, I think we should uh, have a girl's night. I love you. Love you too. I Thank love you, you so much. Thank you on your show and you're, I'm so proud of you. You're so, oh, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. And, and I and I'm so grateful to have you in my life. Likewise. Well, and thank I'll talk you. to you later, honey. All right. God Bye, honey. Bye. I want to thank Roma Roth for being my guest today, and I want to thank my producer Alan Tuzinski of Pretty Easy Podcasts, my writer Adam Labarkin, and my composer Jeff Urban. Thank you all for leaning in with me today, and until next time, leaning out. Leaning Lisa, put her to the test. Leaning Lisa, so get off your chest. It's more than just a trend, cause everyone's her friend. So lean in with Lisa, spend your time with Lisa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out to Lisa every day.